and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, Jude, I am excited because we're joined by another wonderful guest today. Whether it's wonderful renditions or original work, our guest is an incredibly talented musician. Uh, we thank him just about every week, but now we're getting to geek out with him in person. We're so delighted to welcome Nick Sandy. Welcome to the show, Nick Sandy. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, it's so exciting. Hey, I would say thank. I would say thank you for the song just up front. That's really cool. <laughs> no problem. It was it was it was my pleasure. Seriously, Trey like text, uh, emailed me or texted me and he was like, "Hey, man, we're starting this thing," and I was just wondering if you could like kind of like do a version of a, a sound alike, and then it just kind of turned into you know what? It, it, what? Let me just try and do my version of the actual song, and I'm just glad that it worked out and you guys liked it and are using it. Yeah. You know, there's some moments where, because when I texted you, it was still early on in this idea and like it was, it was starting to take form and I texted you and you sent me that back like not long after. And it was one of those moments where you hear it and you're like, this is, this is perfect. Like, like this is (laughs) the actualization of the thing that I'm imagining. And it's like, it set the tone for everything so far. So I really, really appreciate it, man. Cool. I'm glad. But you know, uh, like we said, we thank you every week for for the music, the um, not only the theme song, but we always link to your SoundCloud that has your original music. I was wondering if we can get a little bit of your connection to music and how how you got started and how long you've been involved with making music. Yeah, um, you know, um, my mom uh, was always a musical person, so growing up there was always music in the house. You know, whether it was listening to records or listening to tapes in the car, um, and then I started playing violin actually when I was really young. That was the first instrument I played, and then moved to piano, uh, and I just I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> I played for like nine years, um, <laughs> and then sometime in high school, uh, you know, I was fifteen or sixteen. Someone handed me a guitar and taught me the intro to "Come as You Are" by uh, Nirvana, and and that was yeah, it. And nice. I, I was just in love. I was like, this is the most fun thing I've ever ever done. Uh, and then it, it was just I I love playing guitar, and I've loved since I was sixteen, and I've almost been playing for. 20 years now 20 wow. years yeah wow so uh yeah um and then you know more recently started kind of getting into the more like electronic sort of i wouldn't say edm but more like chill ambient sort of stuff and so that's right. uh, kind of how how you know i wrote the the theme song for you guys podcast it was just sitting down with uh, a synthesizer and a and a, a looper and just kind of going to town and, and figuring yeah. some stuff out Nice. I really like the chill ambient type stuff just to have in the background, no lyrics and just just to have something going. Uh, I do it in class a lot of times when the, when the kids have a work day. Um, I'll have that going. And it's so funny because they will like the moment that gets going, it like calms them down and they're just, mm-hmm. you know, focused. It's nice. great. Yeah, I mean specifically, I remember you showed me one of right after you had got the synthesizer because you and I were kind of texting about it back and forth, and you showed me which one you were getting. And not long after, you sent me uh, links to the songs that you had put up on your SoundCloud, and I put like I felt bad because I put it on. And I was so lost in it, I forgot to text you back about how much I liked it. So it was like this large gap of me actually like, dude, this is good because I I just was lost in the music. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I am curious, though, and it is putting you on the spot a little bit. But if you can, what was it about the piano that you didn't like? Why did you hate it? Um, I still to this day can't read music. And so the process of learning a song on piano was so long because I had to listen to it over and over and over again. 
and just memorize the sounds and where she put her, where my teacher like put her fingers to mm-hmm. to so I can make the sound. And so like it just it was such a cumbersome process for me that I I hated it. Uh, <laughs> I I play piano now. I just obviously like when I'm doing stuff, but um, mm-hmm. and so I'm really glad that that set the groundwork for my my ear. But mm-hmm. uh, it was just such a cumbersome experience. And, you know, as a, as a kid, you don't want to practice. And had that stupid. every kid has that timer, digital clock that you set for 20 minutes and you play the same songs over and over again. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I, that's amazing. You do all that stuff. And the, you don't have the, the sheet music thing. I can't do it. I just, I just, I can't read it. It just, it never clicked with me. Yeah. yeah like I, what, middle school band, I learned to do the sheet music, like read it. Um, and I didn't stick with band that long cause I just, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if it was processing time or whatever, but, but like I knew what I was reading, but to, to translate it, you know, to actually like playing just, it, it, it just, it's like, I just couldn't get there fully, especially as we went from like sixth grade beginner. Okay, fine. But as we went to like, got into eighth grade and you were supposed to know what you're doing, like <laughs> right. I, I, it just didn't click. Yeah. I know I've told Nick this before. I don't think I've ever told you this before, Jude, but I remember when I was in fifth grade and we had gotten to where we were doing those electives, they did yeah. it to where every three weeks you were like searching, like switching different things. And so one right. of them was like banned. And I remember like I was so like, I'm not a very musical person. Like I couldn't read the music or whatever. And I remember my <laughs> band instructor getting so frustrated with me trying to like teach me how to get it working to the point that he had, he eventually just gave up and was like, you're only in here another couple of weeks, so don't worry about it. He just, oh, he no. just moved on. <laughs> oh, no. So, and I think I know that band director, actually. If we went, I think we went we, to the same middle school. We did. So, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that, makes it, that makes it even better for me. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. And now look oh, at you. For those, you know, if people, listeners don't know, Trey plays guitar. If you don't check him out on his Instagram, like Trey's learning how to play guitar. And it, yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, honestly, bro, like, props to you. I'm very impressed with the, the progress you've made, both in your guitar playing skills and your photography skills in the past year. Like, you're just killing it, bro, so. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That means a lot. I'm going to yeah. yeah. pull up to that band director's house and just start playing outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. picturing you just, like, in his driveway <laughs> playing, you know, and him coming out and just being like, what in the world is going on? Well, see, as like Nick pointed out, this is Instagram. So all I got to do is just nail 15 seconds and then I'm good. (laughs) What's that John Cusack movie with the boombox? Say anything. (laughs) Say anything. So (laughs) Trey will just show up with his guitar. (laughs) Just say anything. I love it. But of course, uh, you know, this is a Marvel podcast and we are going to get into our topic of the episode. But before we get there, I would just like to touch a little bit on, you know, your connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how you got into it and how much you like it. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was working at Circuit City, RIP. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) Yeah, I was there. I worked there after I graduated college and um, my boss, who is this guy who moved there from England, 
he's a super cool guy and he was like iron man's coming out iron man's just like all the time like iron man's coming out you excited about iron man you excited about iron man I'm like yeah sure yeah sure man like that's that's awesome and then he was like you want to go on a mandate we're gonna go to a mandate we're, <laughs> like, we're gonna go on a mandate we're gonna see iron man i was like okay okay bro let's do it and so like literally like he took me on a mandate we went to applebee's he bought me a beer and a steak and then we went to go see iron man and i just remember like holy crap like this is amazing you know like mm-hmm. the the <laughs> scope of that movie was so big and and uh, rdj just killed that role you know like he just owned it and it, we just were so giddy coming out of the movie theater like oh the dude that was so awesome that was so great you know uh and then from then on it was you know anything you could get your hands on you know and so i, mm-hmm. I think i saw i've seen almost everyone in theaters i think there were maybe a couple i missed but you know like i own all of them on blu-ray i've seen them multiple times i even enjoy incredible hulk you know i think mm-hmm. it's a it's an unsung mm-hmm. hero it, it's an important story that i think hopefully will be touched on again um but yeah for the past 10 years just like watching them and it, what's sad is no one in my family likes them right now <laughs> so i tried <laughs> wow. really hard yeah i tried really hard to get my wife to watch uh, endgame with me but she's like i haven't seen anything up until here she'd seen like iron man one and like the first Avengers and my son is just starting to get into it. But um, we would watch clips from some of the movies and we came across right. Civil War. Uh, and so we'd watched a couple like Ant-Man clips and Spider-Man clips. And it came to the part where Ant-Man gets really big in Civil War and Spider-Man goes like, holy. Bleep. Yeah. And my son, who's four without missing, a, without missing a beat. Just uh-huh. goes, holy. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, no. I guess this is it for now. I have to. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Spidey. Yeah. <laughs> of all the heroes, too, Spidey's like the most yeah. kid-friendly one. <laughs> you know what? And, and I do remember watching that and was kind of surprised they had him say that line. Mm-hmm. He was. I guess it's just like he's, he's so supposed to embody that like quintessential teenager. And yeah, I remember as a yeah. teenager, it was like every other word was you know a, a swear yeah, word. I was his age, but, so yeah, I I do have to say I was the same way. So it, in that sense, it fits. <laughs> well. You know, Jude, as a as a teacher, I'm sure like you've read some like high school literature, and I think the thing that always holds like YA novels back, young adult novels, is the language, because they get mm-hmm. in these really adult situations and they get in these really great like teenage situations, but the language is always just like shucksy doozles, you know, <laughs> and it's like no 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 no, that's yeah. not how you would talk if you were in that situation. Yeah, no, and that's so true. That's that is that is so true. Uh, in fact, wh- I mean, I don't know we're gonna. I, I'm great at sidetracking us, but one of the things I loved about um, Homecoming and Far From Home, and, and you just said it with Spider-Man saying that line, is it felt like that's what high schoolers would do in that situation. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I have this, so I'm gonna do that, and and, and just kind of like really dumb, silly things. Like I think that's probably the closest I've I've seen where I thought, oh, that makes sense. This is what a high schooler would do when they're trying to show high school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, so no, you're completely right on that. <laughs> it's that like, cause I feel like we all went through that age where we were, we were learning to cuss. Like it was yeah. like, you're trying it on and it doesn't feel quite right, but you think it looks good. So you just keep going. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it, we've definitely bonded over how much we enjoy, uh, the MCU stuff. So that's why, uh, we have brought you on into this episode, which the topic is, what is the best song use in the MCU? Now, just for kind of explanation, not necessarily the original score, but, you know, the popular music that they kind of insert to really emphasize a particular scene 
within the movies, uh, we kind of wanted to go through and rank them. So, Nick, we're going to start with you. What is one of the moments that sticks out to you with the song uses? So, you know, being like the music guy, quote unquote, for for the show, <laughs> I really wanted to like go and like find like a really deep cut and something like that, like something that you'd be like, oh, I totally didn't think of that. And I, I you know, I went looking, but you know, the one that I can't, I couldn't get away from was uh, Marvin Gaye in Winter Soldier. The the very last scene. No, when uh when he's waking up from from getting knocked out, uh-huh. and uh, Sam has it playing on the iPod. Mm-hmm. There's a song playing. Um, I have it written down right here. The song is called uh, "Trouble Man." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think it's really neat because it's a callback to earlier in the movie when he's like, you know, this is the the album you need to listen to, and he writes it down in the notebook, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and what I really like is the lyrics in it. In the I think it's the second or third verse. Uh, the lyrics are, "I come up hard, I had to fight." To keep my dignity, dignity with all my might, I come apart, I had to win, then start all over again and win again. Um, and then there's the next line. Um, now I've been some places and I've seen some faces. I've got my connections and they take my directions. Don't care what they say, that's okay, and they don't bother me. I'm ready to make it. Don't care about the weather. Don't care about no trouble. Got myself together. No laughing, no crying. My protection is all around me. Nice. And I just thought like those lyrics too like really kind of embodied you know, Steve's journey up until that point throughout, uh, you know, uh, uh, the first soldier and then um, the first Avenger and then through all the way through to uh, Winter Soldier where he was at, you know, just that going down and coming back up hard and and, then continuing to fight throughout everything. Well, that very first part of the lyrics you mentioned, I immediately, I pictured that, that whole going down with the ship at the Mm -hmm. end of first Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. That that's really good. I don't think I ever paid attention to the lyrics on that one before. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of my favorite moments too. Obviously, Captain America fanboy, but I mean that moment is so good. And I think you touched on something that's important too, is that it is a callback to Sam. You know, like, hey man, this is what you need to kind of catch up on everything. And although we know the entirety of the Winter Soldier storyline now with Bucky. You know, Steve was kind of left in this moment where, you know, he lost the person closest to him and Sam's there to reassure him and kind of pick him up back on his feet. So it's just a really nice, like, way to hammer home that point full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's that was probably my first pick for the best use of a pop culture song uh, to kind of like help the story along and just like fits that moment really well. So, yeah. Right. Cool. Um Trey? So for me, uh, I think one of the first ones that came to mind is in The Avengers, whenever Captain America's facing off against Loki, you know, he's kind of giving him, he's putting up a fight, but I think even, uh, you know, Black Widow's like, oh, you know, this guy's all over the place. And then all of a sudden you just hear shoot to thrill by ACDC and in comes (laughs) Iron Man. And I think that the reason I remember this being one of like the ones that stuck out to me the most is... This isn't the moment that the heroes mixed for the first time. Like, we see them kind of getting to know each other before this moment. But this is the moment where they're fighting together for the first time. And even though they still have mm-hmm. to become a team, it was it was cool to kind of have that shoot to thrill highlight it. Because leading up to Avengers, I just remember thinking, like, how are they going to pull this off? Like, I can't see them melding the team together. And that moment with the song, I think illustrated that they were going to bring these heroes together and still keep their individual personalities because mm-hmm. I mean, what's, mm-hmm. what's a more Tony Stark entrance than that? Yeah. Well, I, one of the things I loved is Black Widow's face 
on that because you know the last time we saw Tony Stark was with Black Widow uh, in Iron Man Two from from that moment. And also, that's a that's one that I'll go back on YouTube just to watch that clip again. Mm-hmm. Like that's that one's so good. It's almost my absolute favorite. It's wow. probably second. Like yeah, wow. the, just just if I think of it in terms of like like just the thing that gave me that feeling, right? That you're, mm-hmm. that you're describing and the one that I just like, Oh, I go back and rewatch it, go back and rewatch it, you know? Uh, and, and it's definitely that one. That or one, was one super, of them. Yeah. That was high up for me too. It was like, it was definitely a, a, a tough one to decide which one, just cause it's like, it's iconic. And the way the ACDC was such a, was almost like Iron Man's band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. so much music that was with him. So yeah, yeah. great choice. And it even helps like, this might be a theme because I think the other two that I have do this too. I love it when they can make it fit within the narrative itself. Yeah, Tony was blasting that music. That wasn't just the audience hearing that. That was within right. the actual moment. And it's so fun that like it's like I said, it's it's Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you what uh, would be? I'm going to go for low hanging fruit here on this uh-huh. on this first one because I thought it was just such a good introduction. And that's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Come and get your love, Redbone, at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, because, like, this was the first movie where they really, like, took... I don't... Eh, maybe this is a bold statement. I don't think so. They really, they really took a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, who's who's Guardians of the Galaxy? It's this weird, obscure comic uh, kind of thing. And, and the, the tone they were... they James Gunn was able to set with that and Star-Lord dancing um, was just so great. You know, and and I mean that soundtrack is one that after seeing it, like, I think that's all we listened to, like the entire family, in mm-hmm. the car was the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. You know, so so that one is is a really cool one and and, and sticks out for me. Yeah, and, and I think go ahead. Well, say, and they come back to it in in Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> the way they recontextualized it yeah. in Endgame was incredible. Um. But no, I, I think you you that's an excellent choice. Uh, one because the the way you talked about the tone setting, you know the way Guardians of the Galaxy started off, like they hit you hard with the whole scene with Peter and his mother, and so I was already kind of off guard by that. Like I wasn't expecting to be that emotional, and then it cuts to the planet and everything's kind of grim and foreign, and you're like, you know, you don't you almost don't know what to expect, and then the song starts and Peter yeah. starts dancing, and it's like. Yeah. This is this movie. Like this is yeah. what it's gonna be. Yeah, it's so good. I love how they were able to, you know, take that experience that every single one of us has had, where you put your headphones on and you're transported to like a music video or to oh, yes. that other headspace. You know, oh, and yeah. you're, you're you are the the hero or the star or the singer, and mm-hmm. they were able to take that experience that we all have had and put it on an alien planet. With you know him just doing crazy alien stuff and 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 make it seem so familiar while yeah. seeming so out of this world at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know what, and that's the fun thing about music, I guess, is just the connections that that it can do. So so like when my girls um, at their soccer practice um, or even during their warm up before a game, I'll put on. I have a playlist for them, and I'll have my phone on turn on the playlist in my pocket and they're doing their practice and warm up to to music you know um and just because it just it gives you that feeling and such a connection of of being able to set some kind of tone it's fantastic Mm -hmm. trey can you run to podcast or do you have to run to music 
music. I can't listen to podcasts only because like when I'm running, like I'm just trying to focus on not dying. And if I listen to a podcast, I'm not going to be listening to a podcast. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you you talked about like how listening to music teleports you into the movie or the music video. Yeah. Spotify just released their end of the year like stats on your mm-hmm. listening habits. I know y'all saw it. I posted on social media. Portals from Endgame was yeah, my number was one. Your number one, yeah. <laughs> and that was because running. Seriously, if any, like even if you don't like running, next time you do put on Portals, it's really fun. It's the most fun I have <laughs> in my exercises. But also, like it is. Like I use that because I do lawn service. And so in the summer it gets brutally hot. And like, I use that to teleport me to that moment. And it's, Uh I never contextualized how that's what Peter's doing in the moment. I only took it from the viewer's experience to it. And I like the way you put that, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to die. (laughs) I feel that. I feel that in my soul. (laughs) <laughs> okay so so let me ask you this because this this gets a slightly away from the moment i guess like a momentary thing mm-hmm. what did y'all think about uh because i listened to the whole thing as soon as it came out the the black panther soundtrack because that was the i think the only one where the soundtrack was intentionally like done by one artist for the movie, which used to happen a lot, I think back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but, but it, but it hasn't done that in a while, like the, the industry. So what'd y'all think of those, of that soundtrack? Well, to, you know, to start with, like, I, I really, really do love Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic artist and a fantastic, um, like wordsmith. And so I, I really, if they were going to give it to anybody, like they couldn't have picked a better person, you know, to, mm-hmm. to do it. And it, it was the sort of like callback, like you're saying to, to, you know, you'd always see in, on soundtracks, like movies from and inspired by, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and they were giving, um, you know, they were giving this, this superhero, like, I mean, this is widespread, the first, you know, African-American superhero that they were bringing to the, the screen in such a big way. And right. so for them to give it to like one of the biggest recording artists in hip hop, like at the time and still even today, I thought was a really bold move. And I thought it was really cool to, to really recognize like, hey, like we're, we're going to do this the right way. We're going to kind of throw it back to like how soundtracks were like in the 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. where like it would be one person kind of like going through and, and, and doing that. Um, so I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a nice companion piece, you know, even mm-hmm. if some yeah. of the songs weren't in the in the, the movie, like I thought it was for sure it captured that spirit of of what was what was going on in the spirit of like the characters and the spirit of Wakanda and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I think you touched on it perfectly by saying it is like a companion piece to the film. Um, mm-hmm. It helped that I was discovering Kendrick Lamar right around the time that album came out. So I went from like a year of just listening to his uh, album, Damn, and just right into the Black Panther album. And I was just like yeah. back and forth nonstop. And I I really enjoyed it too because of the way that it did invoke some of the, the themes that the movie was kind of facing between mm-hmm. Killmonger and T'Challa. And, and so I thought it was a really well done piece for the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I listened to it the night I saw it. Really? You know, actually, yeah. Because like it came out early mm-hmm. um, before the movie. And yeah, I... I just, I still go back to it. It's, it's really, really good, you know? So, yeah. All right. So, uh, Nick, do you have another song use that you'd like to mention? 
I do. Uh, and, you know, Jude, you said going for low hanging fruit. This one is, for, in my opinion, the lowest hanging fruit. In a, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, Immigrant Song in, uh, uh, yeah. in Thor. Yeah. But that's it, another one, though, with the lyrics. Like, yeah. So perfect. So perfect. Like, it's almost like they wrote <laughs> that song around, <laughs> you know, the mythos of, of, yeah. of Thor and stuff like that. Which, I mean, you know, they're talking about Valhalla and everything like that in there. So maybe they did. But it yeah. just, that song just works so yeah. well. And I, you know, I can't help but think about, they used it in Shrek 2 or Shrek 3. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. I no, didn't okay. remember that till just now. <laughs> Man, now, okay, now I'm curious. I'm about to look that up. And so I think about how, like, at the time of seeing Shrek, I was like, why? Why? Why did they do this? This ruined, this ruins the song. Versus how I feel like when, in that scene where it's just like, he's coming down and just wrecking stuff. And I was like, this is, and that scene of um, Valkyrie walking in slow motion is just so good so good so just for transparency like as i was doing research for this episode i was going through and watching these moments because they're all pretty much on disney plus and i got to this moment and i stopped taking notes and just watched it because it was like too perfect not to <laughs> yeah. just be enveloped by the scene yes yeah i just checked it's Shrek uh the third okay yeah it was in that it was in school of rock nice um yeah so like I think it was in the trailer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and so yeah, that they used that song in the trailer too, and it just really set the tone of what. Again, speaking of tone, it set the tone of what that movie was going to be, and it, it was, that was so good. It was yeah. so so good. I mean, for me, I, I think the song is a perfect marriage of, for lack of a better phrase, badassery. Like the song itself is, you know amazing and then they visually were able to match that because you have you know you have it's this turning point in the movie where you know lesson is learned we talk about the story circle all the time and they're really emphasizing that because thor comes jumping down from the the tower and he they have that beautiful shot of him just like surrounded and lightning and all the enemies piling up and so it's just it's perfect yeah I'm like so hyped thinking about it when you're talking about it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it right after this. Well, I mean, you know, talking about running to to portals, that's another song that's perfect to to run to because it invokes that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's so funny. Okay, so my fourth grader, I'd play that song, and she would do the the Robert Plant kind of yell or whatever in the very beginning Wait, which, which, which one are you talking about could you give us a, an example of how it sounds the what i don't know actually don't know what part you're talking about can you can you sing it no no like like the very the very beginning uh yeah. you know, so, yeah, know. Yeah. no 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but maybe I'll get her in here and let her do it. But yeah, um, but she uh, but she would do it, and it was just you know, and she'd ask for that song, mm-hmm. you know, and and she'd and she'd actually say it by she she didn't know it was the immigrant song. She would name it by the that little opening kind of yell. I'm like I want to listen to this. It's like all right, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. adorable. That's awesome. So what about you, Jude? Do you have another one? Uh, you know what? One I one I really like, and again we have this theme of tone setting was um, the Partridge family when Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. It's the Partridge family, right? That sounds... Now that I say that, 
I think you're right. And the only reason I know this is because I was listening to uh, There Was an Idea, an MCU, need, I mean, a, uh, MCU podcast, and her and her parents were talking about it, and they mentioned the Partridge family. Right. And it's the one where he's in during the house arrest trying to kill time, and he's playing uh-huh. on the drums. And, and, and yeah, so like that one is just because it was just such a good... It was like it was almost like that that montage, you know, to show him killing time. Uh, mm-hmm. Not almost that's what it was, and yeah, it was. And that was another one that I really liked because it just. I mean, Ant Man and the Wasp was, and even Ant Man is such an upbeat movie, and and it just kind of really fit like the Paul Rudd personality <laughs> and, and the way he, <laughs> the way he acted it out. So yeah, 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 that's a really good moment. You know, for me coming back around to me, I think another one that I really enjoy a lot is Avengers Infinity War, the rubber band man by the spinners, because mm-hmm. for such a heavy movie, like it has its levity, but for such a heavy movie, knowing the way it plays out, introducing the Guardians with this song not only reintroduces us to them because you see, you learn their personality for the way they're all interacting in that scene you know you have quill singing along you have gamora just kind of like subtly dancing because she's still not Mm -hmm. fully into to dancing like you know but she used to be drax is sleeping it's it's just like all this key moments and then the lyrics itself hey y'all prepare yourself for the rubber band man you've never heard a sound like the rubber band man and it's foreshadowing thanos snap it's such a bleak but positive song Mm -hmm. It's this mixture of conflictions that I love. Yeah. Well, I love that Quill's like, take it away, Drax, or sing it, Drax. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, 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 I mean, because like, even when I hear that song, like, even just in passing on the radio, mm-hmm. like, it, I'm immediately <laughs> brought back to that scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that comes back around to you. Do you have another one, Nick? Uh, I do, I do. Um, so you know, a lot of these the, the the songs that I've picked are are songs that I really enjoy offline as well as not just in the movies. You know that um, that seem to to work really well. You know, Led Zeppelin being one of my favorite bands. Uh, but the other one was um, Just a Girl, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Because mm-hmm. uh, okay. no doubt that uh, Tragic Kingdom was one of the first CDs I ever bought. Like as a kid, uh, I loved that that band. I loved Gwen Stefani before um, they went a little too like uh, techno heavy, but Right. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that song really fits um, that character and, and everything. And yeah, I, I love that band and I love what the, what they stood for at that time where so many bands were like, the you know, male fronted bands and, and they came out and, and uh, were doing their thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Man. And that's, I don't know if this says something about me or whatever, but like I, I really enjoyed the music in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Right. But it like, as, as I was preparing for this episode and stuff, it didn't, that one didn't, that movie just didn't come to mind. I don't know why there, but and, and a big part of it is just the music from, from the nineties bringing me back mm-hmm. uh, into it. So, yeah. Oh, which then reminds me now that I think about it, the, the use of Nirvana at the end, the come as you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When she was when talking to the Supreme leader, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the like that was such, that one's oh, so good, man. I'm embarrassed. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I mean, I think it's because Captain Marvel being a newer one, these other ones I've rewatched a lot more than I have. So those moments have stuck with me longer. But man, yeah. now I want to go rewatch that scene. Yeah, that was that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, just yeah, great, great use of of a great band that that really made a difference in in the mm-hmm. the music world in, in that time too, you know. So, yeah, and yeah. it's such a cathartic moment, like that that kind of punk feel to it. You know, this is a, at a point in the movie where Carol's finally free from the people that were trying to shackle her down, and she's tapping into her like true potential. And it's just mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. It's such a yeah. great yeah. use. <laughs> that you need to learn yeah. that on the guitar tray. Just All right, I'm on it. Okay. Give me a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But what about uh, you, dude? Do you have another one? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. That, that, Nirvana, yep. like, like, actually, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. I was about to ask you about you on yours. On mine? So this one, I think this is my ultimate one, the one that I love the most. Wow. Um, it's, it's Brandy by Looking Glass. And it it felt weird oh, for this okay. to be, and this is in Guardians of the Galaxy two, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It feels weird that this is the best use because it's dark the way that they used it within the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of to recap, you know, we have this love story, quote unquote, between Ego and Meredith, Peter Quill's mom, and every time they're having their moment, they ha- they invoke that song as kind of like this love story between them, and then once you learn who Ego truly is. He spells out the lyrics, which is, you know, but my life, my lover, my lady is the sea, implying, Mm -hmm. you know, that he could never love anyone as much as he loved the sea in the song or his mission to ego. And so the song itself is really good and I've come to love it. I think what makes it the best use is that when I hear it, I can get angry all over again (laughs) at at ego and the way they just like, I'm instantly teleported to that stern look on Quill's face where he just starts shooting at ego. And so it's, to me, it's the most impactful moment. I think I've, I've felt in the MCU with their music. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that because you're right. Like it really does tell that story almost totally like it confined in itself and really explains that character and the motivations. And that's great. That's great, man. I mean, and I think it speaks to, I mean, how often do we listen to music and you're kind of bopping along and then you pause and you're like, wow, these lyrics are a lot darker than I was actually giving credit to. (laughs) And it's, it kind of fits into that deception that they were going for. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good list of songs. Yeah. So we had, sorry, we're going to do, we were doing one more, two more each, right? Yeah. So I just did my final one. I guess we're okay. Does anybody else? I, I guess we'll just kind of throw it out there. Does anybody have any more final ones before we start wrapping it up? Well, what's that? Did you want to say your least favorites, or do you don't? Or you don't want to put that on the podcast? You don't have to. I'm just asking. Well, uh, no, I, th- I feel like Trey wants to keep it more positive, so we can. We don't have to. I'll, I'll tell you okay. what they are, uh, but we don't have to put it on the pod. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter to me. How? I'm actually so genuinely curious now. So let's go. Let's shoot for it. Okay. So I these are the two uses I thought were the most okay. either like jarring or the worst. What they were okay, they were the worst use of a pop song in the MCU because they were really jarring to me. I felt like okay, and the first one breaks my heart because it's probably my favorite band of all time. But that was the use of the song "Walk" by the Foo Fighters in Thor One. It's mm-hmm. playing. It's playing on the jukebox um, mm-hmm. at a diner uh, when they walk in. Yeah, when he breaks it, the cup, he's like, "I have another." Yeah, and then it plays <laughs> at the end credits. So it's fine on the end credits, but in the 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 movie it was so jarring to me because i'm just like this isn't a single it's not a very well-known song like it was like the last song of that album and so it it was so jarring and i heard i've heard them talk about it and they were just like oh we heard the song we're like though this perfectly encapsulates the 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 journey that thor is going on so we wanted to use it but it was like at the time before i read about it 
it was so jarring that it took me out of the experience yeah. and like uh-huh. took me out of the movie yeah. and i was like oh this is a food fighter song i wonder why they yeah. picked this song this is a weird song to pick for this moment and i had to get back into it uh-huh. okay yeah that makes sense you know it's so funny like because you 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 pitched the whole like you have two least favorite ones and i kept trying to think like man like i was trying to guess what it would have been I think it's very telling that it didn't, when I was looking, like trying to think back, Thor never came to mind of use of any song. Yeah, like it just didn't register. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so side note, Thor was my favorite until Ant-Man. So like, I was always, I loved Thor 1, I loved Thor Dark World, I know I'm going to get crap for that, but, and I loved uh, Ragnarok, so he was my favorite until Ant-Man came along, so. Nice, nice. Nice. Well, you know what, I really loved the Ant-Man movies, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I also, I love Paul Rudd. Like, he's so charming mm-hmm. that, like, anything he does, I'm just like, oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, unf- just, just just for the podcast, I so wish we had the video so y'all could have seen his face when, Nick's <laughs> face when he did that. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be nice to be able to do video at some point. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when, I, when I get moved out of the closet for recording. Then... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Never mind. <laughs> a video of me and all the clothes behind me. Yeah. Oh, so, well, I think that's going to do it for the episode. But of course we do have. No, no, no. no. Hold on. I want to, I want to mention one more. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I do want to mention one more. Um, and cause this one actually is my favorite. It's, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Father, Son, Cat Stevens at the very end. Because there, that was probably the first time in the MCU, and it's happened since, uh, where I was just, I was weeping. I was in tears. Because mm-hmm, yeah. that, that was right there at the end when you had the, the funeral for Yondu. Um, and you had that, that just such a touching moment um, at the end and i think guardians of the galaxy 2 is the better movie of the two mm-hmm. um yeah i get regarding of the galaxy the first one is probably a more fun movie um but two is, is to me is definitely a better one um and and so like that just really like they had me there i was in tears it was great yeah so uh jude what you're saying about uh, Guardians of the Two is one of those few movies that's able to skip the sophomore slump by taking the characters that you so care about and expanding on them in a way that doesn't feel like you're just waiting for the next movie. Like they were able mm-hmm. to take those characters and really elevate them and elevate their relationships, and it didn't feel like an awkward like middle ground. They right. they, they yeah. did that so well, and uh, and I think you're right. The first one is more of a fun movie, but they the way they cared about those characters, like the mm-hmm. way the writers and the director James Gunn like cared about those characters enough to tell their story. Yeah. In such a good arc. I think that's why that, that movie works so well as a sequel. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. I, I think when I came out of that one, the, the thing that I was most shocked by was not realizing how pensive it was because it, mm-hmm. it, it, it isn't as fun, like you said, but I think it's because it really, really focuses on the dynamics within the Guardians themselves. And right. so it's kind of got like this almost kind of this pause to it. But by the end, everything comes together so well that it is such a huge mm-hmm. leap for the cohesion of the team. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and to bring it back to the to the episode, it, you know, that moment where the Yondu's funeral, it is such a culmination of the examination of the relationships that it, it's such a fitting use of the song. Yeah. 
Well, my apologies. Sorry, I almost skipped your final best. No, 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 no. That's all right. That's all right. But now I do believe we are done. So we're going to move into our question of the week, which is which original scored moment in the MCU is your favorite? Uh, Nick, if we want to start with you. I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I mean, I, I guess I can jump in. I, you know, I kind of teased it. I mean, it's hard for me not to argue because I, I talked about how Spotify just released their stats. I have listened an ungodly amount of hours to, and I'm not joking, hours of Portals by Alan Silvestri from the Avengers Endgame. And it's so perfect. I mean, because I, I feel like this was my critique for all the songs, but it, it audibly captured the feeling of the that moment. And I'm teleported back to that scene whenever I hear it. Because the way it just has those drums slowly going or the percussion going really slowly and the music builds and swells to the moment. And it's, it's how did I put it? It's the refutation of the idea that you're alone. And I, it's, it will forever be one of my favorite moments in the original scored music. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Jude? Do you have an original scored favorite? Um, original scored favorite, man, I think it's going to be the Avengers theme at the start of Infinity War. Yeah. When, when, when you just, you had that build up and and that whole score for Infinity War was really good. But like the, when you had that, I I don't know, just just the build up and you have the title card, because I hit my mic, (laughs) you have the the title card that, that come up. Um, like that one still like my alarm for waking up in the morning. Like that's how you start the day, you know, with, and and it's, it's just great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, any kind of runner up actually would probably be when T'Challa took on, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? And the first standoff, not Killmonger. M'Baku. M'Baku, yeah. Um, when when they were approaching the falls, that would probably be second to the to that Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, their theme in the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, that's good too. All right, I got my answer. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, again, kind of low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to go with the funeral scene of Endgame. Yeah. And the reason I pick it, and the reason I, I it, it sticks with me so long is uh, just recently when I was rewatching Endgame, I I started watching it at work um, when I was waiting for some videos to render, and I got to almost to the end, and I finally was done, and it was like eleven thirty. I was like, I just want to go home, and so the next day, I just picked up where I was at. I wanted to watch like the last fifteen minutes, and got to that moment, and the way that the camera moves, almost with the way the strings are moving. It's so moving that even having like a day in between, I still cry. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. like thinking about it now, like still makes me want to cry. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's just the way yeah. that the camera pans and it just, it moves with the music so well. And then that reveal with Nick Fury at the end, yeah. like it just, it's, yeah, it's a great piece. And I, I know it's like built to play on your emotions and everything, but what a, what a great moment and what a, mm-hmm. a fitting uh, tribute to, to the character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh- and, and I like that you talk about how the way that it ends on Nick Fury, it almost is like a track of the mm-hmm. entirety of the mm-hmm. MCU. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 hard not to be emotional at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I You say that. I don't need to rewatch that scene now because it shows Nick Fury last. And I'm <laughs> wondering 
have I just never noticed this before? Were were they showing the characters in inverse order of how we met them? I don't think it's perfect because I believe Carol's standing next to to Nick. Okay, so yeah, I, that's right. But okay. it, it 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 kind of invokes it. Like I think there is some thought in the way they place yeah. the characters, but it is it, it's fitting to have Nick at the quote unquote head of the table. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's a really really good choice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Well. Nick, I want to say thank you so much for doing this. This has been yeah. a really, really lovely time. Yeah, and... I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you for having me. Seriously, both of you, Jude, Trey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the theme song. Thank you for the Christmas theme song uh, and, and coming to join join us. Yeah. And of course, like we we say it every week, uh, you know, if you're not already, you know, soundcloud.com slash Nick underscore Sandy or on i believe it's nick underscore sandy photography on instagram if you want to check out some more of his work there um if you're not already you should familiarize yourself with nick's work because he's an incredibly talented person Um, yeah so yeah absolutely check out the show notes yeah Yeah. and of course uh you can always find us at mc need to know on twitter and instagram or if you'd like to write us an email at mc need to know at gmail.com uh and while you're on there go ahead and uh appreciate it if you leave us a rating and a review it helps us out uh, and you know, if you like what you, what you're hearing, share with a friend so they can discover Nick Sandy as well. <laughs> and again, I get to do it in person. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. Uh, you can find more of his work in the description below. Well, thank y'all so much for listening and thank y'all for doing this. Cool. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. Thank Trey. you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you we'll see you all next week. Trey B. Tickero. what's what's the process like for you guys are are you guys like do is it mostly just like cutting and and splicing or are you guys like adding post effects and like compression and everything like that yeah uh i add i i think we generally do about the same thing i do compression and um I'll amplify it, so we're kind of hitting the. I think it was the negative between negative twelve and eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, and then doing some like background noise reduction and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, too I'll fancy. throw in a, I'll throw in a noise reduction just to drop out any of the the weird hums that I, that I get. Because right right behind the wall behind me, you'll hear sometimes the air conditioner or if my wife runs the um, the the washing machine. You know, so so I'll use the the noise kind of a noise reduction, uh, compression. I don't actually use compression every time. Sometimes I'll use compression. Um, I'm still kind of practicing and working out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then EQ it just a little bit. You know the so yeah. Sweet. Jude's the better editor. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my streams. You know how it's. I'm uh, put a band aid on it and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah so